0: Have your Bibles this morning. Really want to focus on one word. If you'll notice Psalm 33, verse number eight. Brother Scott read it. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants, and that's us, everybody in this room, we're an inhabitant of this world. And he said, all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Hebrew word, yare, literally means fear, respect. It's to look up and to be overwhelmed. It's to have no words to describe what you see. It's to go to the Grand Canyon and just be awed by its magnificence. It's to see the Amazon River flooded from end to end and stand on one side and not be able to see the other side. No, it's a river. It's to be able to fly in an airplane high up and look down and see little cars like a matchbox. It's to be able to look into the heavens and realize there are billions of stars that God has made that we can't even see. And they all have a name. It's to realize how great God is. And I just want you to see a few things about Him. Number one, His holiness is unparalleled. Holiness is is something God wants us to respect him for. It's a purity that's in him that he wants and in the inhabitants of this world, but we've lost it. Holiness is something that is described as a purity that nothing can touch. It is a holy mind, a holy heart, Holy steps, a holy future, a holy past. None of us have that but God and God alone. If you have your Bible, turn to Isaiah, if you would. Isaiah chapter 9. I want you to see this verse. Isaiah 6, I'm sorry, Isaiah 6. Verse number 1 In the year that King Uzziah died, I, this is Isaiah, one of the great prophets of the Old Testament, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. Now, pause in your mind. Sometimes the Lord allows Old Testament saints to see right into heaven. If you remember, Elisha looked at his servant when his servant said, We're in trouble, Elisha, we're surrounded. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, would you let him see that they that be with us are more than they that be with them? And all of a sudden, his eyes were open, and he could see all around him. The heavens were filled with angels ready to fight to defend Elisha. And so here, Isaiah, his eyes are open, and he sees the Lord sitting upon a throne. And notice the wording in verse number 3. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Notice if you would. Holy, pure. It so much struck his heart that looked at the holiness of God that it mirrored him. And notice in verse 5, Then said I, Woe is me. For I am undone. I'm naked. He can see everything about me. I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the king. I'd like for everybody in this room this morning to see the king of kings. To see his holiness. That he cannot stand one why he cannot stand one false word one bitter word one cursing word he looks at it and says oh my the world is undone god sees it all the eyes of the Lord in every place beholding the evil and the good, Psalm, is Proverbs 15, 3. He sees everything that we do, and you'll notice as we look at him, we see this holiness that you and I can't imagine. Isaiah said, oh, I'm naked before the Lord. In Revelation 1, John was walking perhaps on the Isle of Patmos, maybe the Coast area. It's on the Lord's day, and he's talking with the Lord. He's in the Spirit of the Lord on the Lord's day. Sort of my prayers, all of us in this room are. And all of a sudden, he hears a voice behind him, that of a trumpet, loud and clear. And he turns around, and it's Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, In fear, he fell on his face as dead. That would happen to everybody in this room. If you saw the Lord this morning, Isaiah's word, whoa, is me. I'm undone. I'm naked, Lord. You see everything that I've done. I'm so embarrassed. But then we would fall on the ground and say, I just got to hide from the holiness of the Lord. All of the Old Testament saints, all of the New Testament saints that have seen the Lord or heard the Lord, it so affected them that they saw themselves as unclean and him as holy. And they just couldn't be in his sight. So they fell on their face. And John, the Lord walked over to him and touched him while he's on his face and said, Fear not. You see, in awe has a sense of fear. I, I know what he could do. I need to be careful. I know what he can see. He sees everything about me. And he sees everything about you today. I see their thoughts afar off. Psalm 139. I know what you think. And then you'll notice not only is his holiness unparalleled, but his hatred, hatred for sin is unmatched. You and I may hate sin. And I'm certain there are some things around everybody in this room you look at and you just hate it if your children do it. I mean, maybe it's the room. You know, uh, you, how many of you, now, now young people, listen, wait just a minute. How many of you young people in this front row Nobody's, everybody's close your eyes but me. Okay, no, I'm kidding. We got, all right, ready? How many of you, when you clean your room, you push something under the bed or in the closet? Don't smile. Just raise your hand. Raise it up. Come on, raise it up. Come on. Come on, come on. Come on. Fess up. Fess up. You raise it. Kick it underneath the bed. I did too. It's okay. Yeah, you've got good company. Uh, you know what happens? We, we get a command, and so, you know, we're supposed to clean something up, and so we... Sort of kicking under the bed. It's okay now. She can't see it. You know, my mother could come in. She could had X-ray vision. She could just see right under the bed. What's that? What? Oh, that was the worst thing to say. I didn't clean up right, and then I sort of lied about it. Oh. That was a near-death sentence, I'm telling you. And I got whooped so good. I, I mean, I, from then on, man, nothing under the, under the bed. Uh, you know, I want to make sure my bed's clear, my, my closet's clear. Uh, you know, uh, right now, uh, you go into my closet, there are no clothes on the floor. Because I remember my mother coming in saying, it's not clean. I'll get it. I'll get it. Well, I want to remind you that God hates sin. Far worse than my mother hated uncleanliness. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 6 that he looked down and saw man after a few hundred years, a couple thousand years, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. Genesis 6-5. And it caused God to say, Oh, I hate that. And you know what he did? The Bible says he brought a flood that destroyed the entire world except for eight people. That's how much he hates sin. He, in other words, started all over because he said, All all they think about is evil. Every imagination, every imagination of the thoughts of their heart were only evil continually. Can you imagine? And yet sometimes I look at myself in the mirror and say, why did I think that? Anybody ever had that thought? Why did I just think that? Why did that thought hit my heart? I mean, you know, my my sweet wife does not like to use the horn. She thinks that's an evil if you use your horn. And so, when I pull up behind somebody at a light, and they're looking at their cell phone, I'm stuck. It's either get upset with her. I mean, she gets upset with me. No, she doesn't get upset. She just goes, (laughs) That's good enough to be a death sentence almost, you know? And you know why she says that? Because on the tag of the car, it says, God loves you. So, I can't hop because God loves them. Maybe he loves them to go forward, okay? But, okay. So I'm sitting there as the car is sitting there, and Lord, please help me to move before the next light, please. And then, now, now you know what? Why do I have those thoughts? What's wrong with that nut? Pastors aren't supposed to say that. Not supposed to think that. But neither are you. We're all children of God if you've trusted Christ as Savior. But you know, I'm driving along and, and somebody goes. Whoo, whoo, whoo. The, the other day, I was coming back um, uh, from a, a meeting, and as I was coming back, there was a motorcyclist and he was on a motorcycle, and, and I see him in my rearview mirror and going. You hear that whine, Rrr. and he's coming right by me. Goes right, goes all the way to the far lane on the right, four lanes over, goes up four lanes back over, and he got ahead two cars. And so he's going right on. And, you know, in my heart, I thought. See, you thought the same thing. I saw it. I could see it in your mind. Where's the police officer when you need one? Or, you know, I never let Jeremy ever play with uh, motorcycles. I never wanted him to have one because I've never been to a hospital to visit somebody that had a motorcycle accident. I was in good shape. So I said, no motorcycles. Now, you may love them, that's okay. You may never have an accident, that's okay. But but I, as a pastor, fear those things because I see what happens if you have an accident. And so I, as I look at it, I, I see that the thoughts of my heart sometimes are evil every day. And I say, Lord, I'm sorry. And yet, he looks at all of us and he says, I hate that, Pittman. Lord, I'm so sorry. If we could understand how much God despises sin, he destroyed the world one time. But this causes me to have Great fear of God. And how much he hates sin. His own son has been mocked, beaten, and now is crucified. He has nails in his hands and his feet, and he's struggling to breathe. And God the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 20 for God hath made him to be sin for us so what God did was to get rid of our sin he placed the sin of the world on his son's shoulders your lies my lies your covetousness your lustfulness your bitterness on his shoulders. And the Bible says, then the earth went dark for three hours. In other words, God turned his back on his own son because he hates sin with such a passion that he turned away from his own son. And Jesus cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The only time in history When God the Father and God the Son were separated and it was because of the sin that we committed and God placed it on His Son and He could no longer look on His Son. Wow! What hatred for sin. And God could not look upon him. And three hours later, It lights up, and Jesus said, it is finished, and he died. Can you imagine that you and I caused separation between God the Father and God the Son because of our sin, because God hated our sin so much? Do you understand that God is holy God hates sin, but his love for sinners is unimaginable. For God so loved the world. do you get that? So loved the world. And there are three Greek words in the New Testament for the word love, and he used the strongest one that he could, agape. You've heard of that word? He used the strongest word he could. The word that means you're willing to die for something. The one you're willing to sacrifice anything. So he uses that same word and says, Husbands, love your wives. That's the same word as he said, God so loved the world. I'll give anything. But God the Father so loved you and I that he said, I'm going to, I'm going to pay your debt of sin. Now, folks, this is the gospel in a nutshell. How many have ever heard the word gospel? The gospel. Well, the gospel is this in a nutshell, that you and I have offended God and he hates our sin. And you can go nowhere near heaven. The only place you can go is a place he made for the devil that's called hell. And the Bible says in Matthew 25, 41, that God made hell for the devil and his angels, not for people on earth. But there's no place else we can go. So uh, God has to send uh, people as well as the demons and devils of hell in the same place. And God says, I don't want that. I want you to come to heaven with me, every inhabitant on earth. For God so loved the world, everybody here. So when you and I see someone that we don't like, remember Jesus loves them. When you have sort of ill feelings towards someone, remember, God loves him. He doesn't like the sin. He hates the sin from all of us. But oh, does he love you. Do you understand? There's nothing you have done that prevents God from loving you. Now, God saw our sin. The Bible says he's got a book in heaven that's all of it's written down. I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, Matthew 12, 36, they shall give account thereof the day of judgment. So every word is written down in heaven, and you cannot get into heaven until every word is paid for. Every thought is paid for. The thought of foolishness is sin, Proverbs 24, 9. The Lord tells us, look, I see every thought, and they're all written down, and somebody's got to pay for it because you can't come to heaven because Heaven is holy. No trash cans in heaven. No dirt in heaven. No fallen leaves in heaven. No iniquity in heaven. It is perfect because God is perfect. And somehow he has to get you and I as gross sinners as we are to become perfect in his sight. And I I don't fully understand why God would do this. Who in the world in their right mind would love sinners that much? I can't explain that. I just know it's true. And that's a part of the gospel. That God sees all of our sin, it's all written down, but he says, I love you. I love you, Larry Topper. I love you, Scott Devane. I love you, Patrick Dunn. I love you, and I'm going to figure out a way to pay your sin for you. That is unimaginable to me. God put the stars in their place. He made the the nature to grow the trees and the waters and the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, and he knows them all. The Bible says he sees every sparrow fall. It's amazing how God could be so awe in awe to me, and yet he would care for me. That is the greatest part of the awe of God, is that somehow he loves you and he wants you in heaven. So he looks at the greatest things he's got, the most precious thing. It's not the streets of gold. It's not the stars of heaven. It was his own son sitting right beside him. Son, will you go pay their debt of sin? I will, Father. So when he hung on the cross, God, read Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. You'll see he put our sins on his shoulders and turned his back on his own son. Because he loved you that much. And when Jesus died, he said, it is finished to tell us die. In the perfect Greek tense, which means it's paid for today and it will always be paid for forever. It'll never be another payment made. It's done. And so you and I have to come to Jesus Christ and say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I'm a sinner. I know you hate my sin, but I know you love me. I don't understand why, but Lord Jesus, I want to tell you I'm sorry for my sin. Did you know that's what he asked? Romans 10 verse 10. For the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. You'll believe that Jesus would forgive you if you'd ask him. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. That's the only way you get to heaven. That's it. That's the gospel. That you're a sinner. You're going to have to go to hell if you don't get, trust Christ. Jesus said you must be born again. And so you come to the Lord Jesus and Lord, I'm sorry for my sin. And he write your name in the book of life, and you have a home in heaven. And you might say, well, that sounds awfully simple. No other way to get sinners to heaven, except God forgives us by his grace and mercy, because we'll never deserve it. And yet, all these churches and all these religions, if I pray five times a day, if I, if I give money, if I, if I do all these things, if I do everybody right, and I try to forgive people, and I try to do that, then If God accepted that, his son was a waste, and that will never happen. So God says there's nothing you can do not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. Titus 3, 5. The Lord Jesus looked at all of you and says, I love you, and I want to save you, and you and I should look at him and say, that love is unimaginable to me. That he would forgive me. Now, I want you to listen to this. If your past is irrelevant, except it's all written down in heaven. And it's going to get you a place in hell. Unless you come to Jesus Christ on your own. And say, Lord Jesus, it's me. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The greatest story ever told. That Jesus is willing to save you. Every young person, every teenager, every child, every older person. It's my joy yesterday to be able to lead a man to Christ. I was 93 years old. It's the oldest man I've ever seen saved. But when I mentioned to him, I said, would you like to get this thing settled and get your soul's future settled He said, yes, I would. And I said, would you like to pray and ask the Lord to save you? Yes, I would. And he bowed his head, and tears began to come out of his eyes as he asked the Lord to forgive him. It's almost like he was overwhelmed with the love of God. And all I want you to understand is God will never give up on you, but you've got to turn to him. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Hebrews 3.15. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Uh, Job twenty two twenty one. 21, the Lord loves you, but he doesn't want you to put it off. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. I have gone to the hospitals to try to witness to someone. He's not doing well. Pastor, would you go talk to him? I remember going to the hospital room, and he was asleep, but he had a heart monitor on it. It was beep, 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 beep. I said, well, I'll come back. I had some other hospital visits in the, in the same hospital. I went and visited those hospital uh, patients, and I came back. When I did, I looked up at it, and I saw it going beep, beep. And I stood there, unable to talk to him. Because he couldn't hear. Too gone. Beep. Mm. And I realized he missed the last opportunity to trust Christ. Too late. Don't let it be too late for you, don't wait. The Lord loves you. I want you to see his help for his saints is unbelievable. If you've trusted Christ as Savior, he wants to help you. He said that in this psalm. I'll help you. I'm reminded that all of us one of these days, beep, 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 beep. Mm -hmm will you be ready will you have put your faith and trust in the lord so that you have a home in heaven and will have you walked for him after you've received the gift of eternal life he loves you but god the father is counting on you and i representing him well remember he hates our sin But he loves you. Anybody here carrying sin? Here's the place to get rid of it. Let's bow our forward of prayer this morning. I'm gonna ask if you need to come this morning. Maybe you're here and say, Pastor, I've I've never trusted Christ. If I die today, I don't know that I'd go to heaven. But I'd like to get it settled. Would you let me just pray for you? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Nobody's looking but just me. Would you would you let me pray for you? Pastor, today, if I die, I don't know that I'm going to heaven. I don't know that for sure, but I'd like to have it settled. Would you just let me pray for you? Would we'll you just raise your hand up? Put it up quickly and put it right back down. I won't embarrass you. I won't talk to you about it. I just want to pray for you. Would you let me do that? Just slip it up. Put it right back down, very quickly, very quickly. It won't take but a second. And Maybe you're here today and say, Pastor, I've trusted Christ as my Savior, but I need his strength and help today. I know his love for me is unimaginable, but I need him today carrying a weight. Could I encourage you to maybe come to this altar and say, Lord, I, I just need you today. I need your help. Maybe you're burdened for someone else. You want to come and pray for them. I want to encourage you to get up out of your seat and come to this altar and say, Lord, I have such great respect for you. Lord, I know what you can do. Lord, I know how much you hate sin, and I'm asking you to take all of your great power and help me. He caused Peter to walk on the water before he lost his faith. He took Elijah straight to heaven, and he'll bless you today. Father, speak to hearts as only you can. Lord, we know that you're the God of all. And I pray that you would help all of us to kneel at your feet and rely upon you and your help to strengthen us this day. Lord, some to save this day. Speak to hearts. In your name we pray.